call this meeting to order of the Sycamore Township <coughs> Board of Trustees. It is Tuesday, October 19th, 2021 at 7 p.m. We've called the meeting to order. Um, I understand we have an invocation from Chief Penny this evening, so I'll ask everyone who's able to to please stand, and then we'll continue into the Pledge of Allegiance afterward. This invocation is by All Saints Church. Heavenly Father, we praise you and give you thanks for the many blessings you have given us and the Sycamore Township citizens. As we begin this meeting, we ask that you send us your Holy Spirit and enlighten and guide us with discuss business at hand. Help us follow the example of our Lord Jesus Christ as we make decisions. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, Indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, everyone. You may be seated. <laughs> Mr. Porter, would you please call the roll? Mr. LaBarbera. Here. Mr. James. Here. Mr. Weedman. Present. All right. Uh, first, we have minutes from our October 5th, 2021 trustees meeting on the agenda. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion as to these? Hearing none, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. Next, we have public comments. Do we have anyone signed up to speak to us this evening? Yes, sir. We have Ms. Tracy Hughes. All right. Hi, Tracy Hughes, 4705 Dunning Avenue. Um, I just want to come and speak about capital uh, 22 months ago, after the vote here by the trustees to, for the project to go forward, um, Capital Investments had a meeting of the, our neighborhood. At that time, they announced there would be a neighborhood fund. It was going to be around $120,000. David Bastos asked me to work on this project. We could do whatever we want with the funds. They gave us the name of an attorney to work with, so we started the process 22 months ago. So since that time, I have worked with others in the neighborhood and the attorney to document a fair and equi equitable way to use the funds. We've, we've um, set up an escrow agent to handle the funds. Capital promised they weren't going to be involved. They would fund it. It was the neighborhood fund. So it's been going on for 22 months. It's been painstaking, but we've finally come to an agreement. It's prepared. Uh, some of the beneficiaries of the fund have signed. Some have told me, I'm not signing until I see capital investments sign. We don't trust, we do have trust issues with them. Um, I had one person tell me signing a, a document with capital investments is signing a deal with the devil, so go away. So literally, there's, we're all over the board here but we did come to an agreement. Capital Investments attorney has been advised all along. They have had the document for two weeks. There's been nothing. Have not heard anything. Last week, I told our attorney, I said, please tell them I'm gonna come talk to the trustees on Tuesday because this is in action. I was promised, uh, Greg Lucero was on vacation. Apparently, he's the only one who can sign the document. He was back yesterday. I was promised it today to 
No document. So, neighbors have spent money. I have neighbors who want to spend money. These apartments are going to be open to the public in five months. People are not going to be able to do what they need to do to mitigate the damp, the intrusiveness of apartment or apartment balconies on their uh, in their backyards. So, I'm here to let you know that this is happening. I know this is a private document with the neighborhood, but my point is there are campaigns going on and developers give money to campaigns. And we know in the past, Capital has given money to Mr. Weedman. So I am asking, this is for the neighborhood. This is for the residents. I think some pressure should be put on them to get this done and to fund this. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't know how much has been donated to the current election campaign, but it will be looked at because we are hanging out there. I've spent almost two years of my life trying to get something together for the benefit of my neighbors. I am not benefiting from this at all. It's the adjacent property owners. Um, this is something for our residents and I, I would really like some pressure, something to be done. Um, they represented they would do this and now we're waiting. So, thank you. Thanks for bringing that to our, our attention, Tracy. And thanks for all the work you and your neighbors have done. I know that's been difficult living with and dealing with the project next door, for better or for worse. The the developer did, in good faith, make this offer to fund this account, of course. They so I let's. Not, it, it yeah. is, they did put it on the news. I mean, it's public. Yeah. It was like a news story. Yeah. They promised it. So they promised it. Yeah. So there is pressure to be had. I know things have changed in the last mm -hmm. two years with COVID and everything, but mm -hmm. uh, no time to change the market. Well, hopefully, uh, perhaps the township can do something about that to push that along or someone up here. Thank you. Right. Thank you. It was, how much money was that? Um, it's 120, but then it's going to be less. We take our attorney's fees and the escrow fees out of All right. Thank you. Uh, has anyone else signed up to speak? No, sir. Was there anyone else out there planning to do that? If not, we will move on then. Thank you. All right, next we have the Sheriff's Patrol report. Uh, right. Lieutenant Tarr, what do we got? Sorry. Um, the only thing I have this week, uh, like the rest of the um, Cincinnati area, we're seeing an uptick in still in thefts from vehicles and vehicles stolen. And the vast majority of these involve unlocked cars for people who aren't sure if their car was locked, but there's no sign of forced entry. So please, please, please lock those cars and make sure that everything's out of them and in plain sight. Very good. Uh, in our last meeting, I know you were not able to be here then, uh, one of our residents spoke and had some questions about high-speed chases and said she had communicated with you about that. Have you been able to be in touch with her? Since we're speaking on Thursday. We've been oh, emailing great. back okay. and forth. So we Thanks had an appointment Thursday to, to okay. talk. Any questions for Lieutenant Tarr from anybody? All right. Thank you. We will move on then to EMS and fire report. Chief, you've had a busy day. What's going on now? Um, yeah, before I do the uh, station updates, I'll say we have been busy. Um, four fire, four major fires in the last week and a half. So <coughs> you guys are getting plenty of practice at putting fires out. The um, 
on the stations, we are 99.9% have an alarm system installed in the north in the south station down here. They've been working on it for the past week, and they've got it all wired. They're waiting for an IBI inspection that's supposed to be happening this week, and then once that happens, they can uh, attach all of the pull stations and smoke detectors and put in the rest of the system. We should be up and running with a monitored fire alarm for that building. So that <clears throat> they moved pretty quick on that, all considering the way contractors are nowadays. Um, in the North Station, they've gotten the new countertops in, and I believe the plumbing people have been there, and they're starting to do some work on the sink and eliminate the grease trap under the sink and reroute some plumbing up there. So that's happening, and I believe the floors are scheduled to be redone here uh, within the next week and a half, two weeks. Yes. So it's moving along. For uh, uh, Tim's been uh, Tim Feichner, my lieutenant. He's been uh, kind of the, the master of heading all this stuff out, and he's been doing a great job of keeping up with these guys, uh, contacting them every chance, and may, you know holding their feet to the fire. So uh, they've been coming out. They've been they've been doing things. So things are moving along pretty well. Chief, is that the floor upstairs, right outside the bunk room? When the it, it's up north. It's the North Station. We, we need this fixed over here. Too. <coughs> well, the floor is fine. Well, no, you, not, not you know that. About yeah, I know. When you get out the sagging. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a little more involved. Okay. Yeah, this is basically resurfacing the floors at the North Station. Okay. But that needs to be addressed over here eventually. Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later. Yeah. So my, my biggest concern right now until we figure out with uh, contractors how we can do something with that building next door is just the the uh, notification of a fire for the firemen if they're sleeping at night so the fire alarm system will definitely do that so that, that's the biggest goal right that's now good. that's all i got and chief um social media has been lit up with uh, uh, a lot of comments about us being understaffed or we need more men can we set up some meeting to address sure. all this and we can make, get, we can get the get union recommendation and, and we can invite the union if you want the president of the union and we can sit down and talk however you want to do it i would suggest next month after the election period and sit down and uh, see what you need the, the prop the problem just real quick in a nutshell where, where these guys are coming from the problem that we ran into that we've been running into for years is we started out 10 years ago with 70 part-timers and we had a small nucleus of full-timers and over the years we kept adding full-timers but we kept losing part-timers just like in 2018 when you when, when we hired the last six within six months of hiring those six we lost 16 part-timers so all the all the hiring that we've been doing full-timer has never gotten our staffing higher it's just been replacing part-timers are left mm -hmm. so we're really never getting higher we're just keeping it if, if we hadn't hired any full-timers we've been running five people period because <laughs> we wouldn't have enough guys to, to you know with part-timers leaving so it's it's unfortunate that the part-time program crashed and we were relying on it so heavily for staffing but that's that's how it is that's what's happening so I think it worked it's crashed everywhere as well yeah it's cra it's everywhere <coughs> it's happening everywhere so our um, now we only have two part-timers left so if we hire additional full-timers now they're here to stay we don't have to worry about part-timers leaving and putting us in a negative again so yeah we do we do need to address that i don't like having a million dollar truck with five hundred thousand dollars of equipment on it sitting in the firehouse not hitting sure. the road 
Chief, I was at a, a funeral recently where I spoke to both uh, Indian Hill and Montgomery's uh, fire chiefs, and they were saying something about uh, the um, uh, Great Oaks program. It started up, had cut back, and now they've started up again. Mm -hmm. uh, were you aware of that mm -hmm. in that situation? Okay, mm -hmm. I just want to. Yeah. Now, with these staffing issues, though, as Mr. LaBarber said, I've seen some of this commentary, and I've been in touch with the union president also about it, but I know the, the union keeps pushing to get that ladder truck staff. But have we had any safety concerns in the recent fires as to that? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, the uh, like the fire today at Indian Creek, the ambulance was out on a medic run, so there was three guys on that engine that got there. They had to get a line in to start on that fire, but just mm -hmm. three guys. The second truck coming in from Deer Park was delayed because they were resurfacing the, the parking lots in Indian Creek, mm -hmm. so they had to go around the block. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you know, and then the, the the condo fire we had last Sunday at down Montgomery Road, uh, two we had three three trucks that were dispatched that were unavailable because they were either on a run or understaffed. Mm -hmm. So we pulled up. They pulled up with a working fire on the second floor. They had neighbors saying there's a victim in the upstairs still and we had two victims laying in the grass and we had five guys and they they you know you, it disperts pretty quick <laughs> so you get to a point where you say okay we got to write off somebody upstairs because we can't walk through fire to get to them so we had two guys trying to put out fire while two guys were tending the victims on the ground and and our guys got overexerted really quick, and that's why they end up at the hospital. Yeah, we don't want to be in that no. situation so again. It, yeah, it's just it's just not. I stopped by yesterday to look at that. Yeah. Uh, a carousel fire is a different story. Yeah, I was yeah, just yeah. surround and let it go. Eat White Castle. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I will say though, let, let's let's plan for next month having a meeting to talk yeah. about this in more depth. But if there are immediate safety concerns, we need to address understand you need to let us know there's, okay. there's there's safety concerns for our firemen there's also safety concerns for our residents because right we only have one ambulance down here and it's out all the time and when we have that second ambulance run the, it's coming from the north station there's a very mm -hmm. long delay mm -hmm. getting to the patient so which if this second ambulance down here was staffed which would be the same two people that's on ladder right. truck mm -hmm. would be there in three minutes instead of mm -hmm. 15 so yeah there's definitely some some things to talk about yeah all right. Thank you. Any other questions for the chief? But I understand the situation too. You know, I understand why we're not jumping into this, and I understand even going back to 2012 with the the crash of that. I mean, that that was something that when Governor Kasich took millions of dollars from the township, the trustees at that time had to make had to figure out how to operate with essential services and not have the budget crash within the township. So they had to do what they had to do. So. We understand that, but we just need to, and it's it's tough when we keep adding more full-timers, but we keep losing part-timers, so we really don't get anywhere, you know, so. All right. Well, thank you very much. Okay. We have one other item, Mr. Chair, for the fire department, the uh, uh, fire exhaust system for 93. Yes. The bids did, did come in. Uh, we had one bid, and uh, it's the Magna Grip Group. In the amount of sixty-seven thousand and two dollars, and we have a resolution here to ask the board to uh, let us move forward with that. 
it reads a resolution approving and authorizing a contract for the Sycamore Township Fire Department station number 93 vehicle exhaust removal system and dispensing with a second motion second all right uh, we have a motion and a second I, I have a question I guess so we got one bid on this is that uh, was that expected or were we expecting more mm -hmm. <laughs> And, and is this in bounds as to what we were expecting? The right, it met, it met, it was under what we projected. Uh, okay. All right. And they, they, they met all the, all the uh, specifications. And we had a couple other companies that requested the specs, but we never got a bid from them. So okay. I guess they couldn't meet the specs. I don't know. Yeah. Everybody's got staffing problems now, too. Maybe they didn't have somebody. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Mr. Porter, would you call the roll? Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weaver? Aye. All right. Anything else for fire or EMS? Mm-mm. All right. Uh, Lieutenant Tarr, back to you one for one thing. I forgot to ask earlier. We had talked last time also about the neighborhood watch meetings resuming up north. Do we have a date for that yet? It'll be the uh, early part of November. Deputy Bitterman is going to be uh, doing those like he has in the past, and he's on vacation. So okay. he had already reached out to them prior to to let them know that, that we were going to start that up, but uh, the firm date we will, he right. will get next week when he's back. Okay, thank you. All right, moving on then. Roads, maintenance, and recreation. Mr. Kellums. So parks are uh, getting ready to winterize parks, close them down. We have a couple more rentals, uh, and that'll be it for the year. Uh, the only other, I only have two other things. We talked last time about the uh, <clears throat> the MSD odor control. You had asked me to get in touch with MSD. It's, they would come out and do a presentation, talk. Uh, so they want to know, well, what are the questions? Uh, so the questions are, why do you need it in our right away? Why can't you put it in the county right away? Or put it in somebody's yard and get an easement? So they're, they'll work on it. His answer basically was, because it's easier. Of course. <laughs> but, uh, At least he's honest. Yeah, yeah. he's honest. So, so they're getting together. Uh, in-house and deciding who's going to come out and I have not heard back from them since so, uh, we'll be, we will be looking to uh, to have them at a, at a meeting here in the near future I hope so the only other thing I have is a uh, resolution we're getting uh, looking to put another grant application in for OPWC money uh, to do the Gideon Lane culvert replacement there's a, a large culvert that goes under Gideon Lane is completely rusted out. Uh, when it was built, it was put in, in steel, which is not a good idea on our road because they do not last. Uh, so the resolution reads, resolution authorizing Tracy Kellams, Assistant Township Administrator, Maintenance Superintendent, to prepare and submit an application to, to participate in the Ohio Public Works Commission State Capital Improvement and or local transportation improvement program and to execute contracts as required. Motion. Second. Any discussion as to this? I, I do have one comment, and this is not aimed at you, Tracy, understand. It's just your name happens to be here. I, as a general comment, I don't think our resolution should name a specific person by name when we're giving authority to do certain things if that person has a title. It should authorize the assistant administrator to do it, not Tracy Kellum's assistant administrator and so forth, just as a general practice. Uh, I'm fine with it here, but I would suggest in the future we do that just so we keep it as the, the, the office as opposed to the individual person. So uh, any other discussion? 
Mr. Porter, would you call the roll, please? Mrs. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. And don't get nervous. I wasn't thinking about you and your name All right, for that no. reason. But no, 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 no. That didn't take long. No, 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 no. <laughs> all right. Anything else from you, Tracy? No, that's all I have, unless you have any questions. I always have questions, don't I? Um, a, a few things. So if we're, we're winterizing the parks. I know we've talked about that this in the past, too. But will any bathroom facilities be left open and functioning in them when they are winterized? Only the one back here. All right, our on the maintenance building. That's the only one that's heated. All right. I, I will urge again, if there is some way to find the funding to do that, even if it's putting a portalette out, if nothing else, in some of the parks. Well, we have portalettes in all of them. Oh, okay. So they are still functioning. For the winter, we have portalettes. Right. Oh, okay. In, so there in are, every park. So there are bathroom facilities, just not the regular ones. Yes. All right. That, that's what I meant. People, yes. people can stop and pee if they need to. Okay. Yes. That's yes, important. All right. Uh, Cooler Mill Road, is it falling further behind? The sidewalks seem to be moving very it's, nicely. It's not falling further behind. Uh, it's it's a, about where it was. We are a little behind, but that was uh, from some of the weather that we had. They have basically completed all the flat work on the construction, on the concrete. There we are starting to do dirt work. There's a lot of dirt work to do from one end to the other. And beginning in the uh, beginning of November, uh, they should be in there with the reclamation machine. Okay. And at that point, it will be undrivable for a little while? It will be. All right. And Mr. Beeson, who's here, can be parking over in the uh, building across the field. Okay. Right. Uh, and our new our new developer, residential developer on Kugler Mill, was able to get all their taps in ahead Great. of, the, ahead of payment. Perfect. Yep. Very good. All MSD right. taps water and gas yep very good it's unbelievable that is, it is they worked hard at it because it was short order yeah well, well thanks to you and thanks to dan durham for keeping all that moving along i see dan when i drive by there each day right now while i can still get through there i think so i <laughs> so. you drive around that road close on i do yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i follow my neighbors through there so yeah and the sidewalks are nice uh, driving over tonight uh, a lot of people walk. I've already seen people, people use them. Yeah. yeah. We'll get you an amber light. That way, you know, <laughs> feel less guilty about going through that, that sign. I, I have an inspection duty on that. That's right. That's what I'm saying. President's not. Make um, it yeah. But, okay. Uh, so, anything else for Tracy from anyone? Yeah, I, uh, I've had a couple of residents uh, ask me about Amberley Village has temporary speed bumps. Right? and want to know if we could possibly get those on some streets. So streets where, what's, can you just enlighten me about temporary speed bumps? Well, the <coughs> speed bumps in general, we usually don't put them. Yeah, we we follow the county. The county is the one that says, you know, they've done all kinds of studies. Speed bumps actually increase speed in between the bumps. They're very loud. And uh, they, uh, they're not good on safety services vehicle and also motorcycles. But temporary ones are, are a little rough because you have to drill the pavement, attach them, then you have to take them up, then you've got a problem with water getting down in your pavement and possibly causing uh, freeze and thaw issues. So, I mean, those are reasons that we would not want to do it. I mean, it's your decision, whatever you gentlemen would like, we can do, but 
my suggestion would be we do not put temporary speed bumps in. And those that do in Amberley, were they just keep them during the summer? I, mean, I had no idea. Okay. I didn't even know they had them. Yeah, I was surprised. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. That actually reminds me of a comment a resident asked me about the other day as to the Kugler Mill Road project, and I understand it's a county road, but someone suggested considering putting a stop sign uh, at the bridge, basically on the Charter Oak side, on this side of it, to break up the rapid traffic movement through there, because people whip across the bridge sometimes heading through there. I don't know, if, have we ever considered something like that, and would that be a good or bad thing in your view? It's illegal to use a stop sign as speed control. Mm -hmm. So you can't just put it in the middle of a block unless you're talking about putting it at Charter Oak. Put it at Charter Oak at the intersection as a three-way stop. I mean, we would have to go with the county, and they would obviously have to do a study to see if it warrants. Mm -hmm. we, we can't do it just because of speed. Mm -hmm. It would have to be wrecks, some reason that uh, they would feel that that was warranted. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can, we can have them look at it. Something to think about anyway. I'm anticipating we're going to have a crosswalk at some point on the other hand, on the other side of the bridge once the development is finished there and there's the walking path that's planned alongside the highway. If the sidewalk's going to be on the other side of that, somewhere in there somebody's going to have to fit in a crosswalk and I don't remember if we built that into the zoning approval for the developer to pay for or if we may be looking at that down the line, but I that know. might be in conjunction with it. Yeah, it's, it's not in our project, but that's something else that the county will have to approve, mm -hmm. and that's going to be all, all about sight distance with people coming around that curve there. So yeah. the county uh, is very particular about where they put mid-block crosswalks. Mm -hmm. So they'll something else they'll want to do a study on, but mm -hmm. we'll have to talk to Jeff Newby, the traffic engineer, about that. Mm -hmm. okay. One more thing, then. With, uh, <coughs> the other day we were talking about Scholar, we were talking about that 40 mile per hour that the gentleman was concerned about. Mm -hmm. Yes, we were looking at uh, 40 mile an hour uh, speed limit sign southbound on uh, Montgomery Road. Um, yes, so you looked into that. Somewhere, somewhere yeah. around Kennedy. Yes, yeah. somewhere around Kennedy because yeah. as we looked at it, there was no 40 mile per hour sign until you got down to, uh, down to the condos past Glen Oak. So that's, that's up to ODOT, but I, I have contacted them and waiting on an answer. Thank you. And, and you and I were also in contact about a resident asking about the Miami intersection with Montgomery Road, too. You said you were going to reach out to ODOT about that, I think, or brainstorm that. Have, have you gotten anywhere yeah, that? No. That'll take a lot of brainstorming because once you go down Miami to Montgomery, now what do you do with it? Yeah. You know, they're talking about. I, I sent that to them that because mm. they wanted what a uh, they wanted a traffic light there. Didn't yeah, they? I don't know if that's a viable solution there, but maybe yeah. some signage or flashing lights more than what's there now or yeah. something. I mean, they've you know they have changed that several times. You know, both those lanes used to go through. Then yeah. they made one just a left-hand turn. I mean, it's, there's a lot of traffic there, and, mm -hmm. and they they pick up some speed coming down that hill. Yeah. So something else that I have passed on to ODOT. Okay, well thanks for doing that. Mm -hmm. All right, I think we'll leave you alone now. Unless Tom okay. <laughs> All right, moving on to planning and zoning then. Mr. Miller. Okay, uh, I have four uh, violation resolutions to discuss with you uh, tonight, uh, but, I, but I think this will be fairly quick. 
Uh, our first uh, issue is tall weeds and grass at 8285 Fields Ertle Road. Uh, I believe, so they have a driveway on Fields Ertle, but I think it's actually addressed uh, 12185 Snyder Road. Um, so we are sending notices out to, to uh, both addresses. Um, very briefly, as you can see from this picture, uh, very, very tall grass, weeds around the, uh, the house. Um, the owner did reach out to us initially, uh, but has not cut the, uh, has not cut anything yet. And uh, it's been in violation for about a month now, just shy of a month. That's uh, a repeat offender as well. I believe so, yes. So uh, with that, unless there's any questions, I can read this resolution. Resolution providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuse, and other debris, and declaring a nuisance for the property located at 8285 Fields Road, um, <clears throat> excuse me, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249, also known as 12185 Snyder Road, Sycamore Township, Ohio, 45249. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Okay. Uh, these next three resolutions, I'm going to uh, present them uh, together. Uh, this is a uh, all, all three properties are owned by uh, the same property owner uh, who is a repeat offender. All three of these properties have been in violation in the past uh, for uh, junk trash and other debris. Uh, we've discussed these three properties um, previously uh, and had concerns with junk vehicles, but we decided to uh, pursue uh, the initial cleanup on these so that we can gather, uh, gather the proper evidence uh, and make a make a better determination on the, the status of, of these junk vehicles. Uh, there is a spreadsheet on your uh, on your desk that actually outlines our findings for all 15 of these vehicles. Uh, the first first property, 8308 St. Clair Avenue, has two drunk, uh, junk vehicles. Uh, junk trucks um, and this property owner is is unresponsive to any cleanup uh, notifications but has been very adversarial to us uh, these are the first these are the first two junk vehicles uh, for brevity I've, I've taken out a lot of the pictures um, those are these different vehicles pictured here then? these are actually two this is this, these are two uh, junk trucks you can see one of them is wrecked the other has flat tires uh, no plates, neither in, are in obvious working condition. So with that, I have a resolution to read. Uh, a resolution providing for the removal of junk vehicles in Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, uh, and the proper disposal storage or impoundment of motor vehicles by implementing the procedure set forth in Sycamore Township Resolution Number 2012-14 and Sections 505.173, 505.185, and 505.871 of the Ohio Revised Code. Motion. Second. Just for the record, you said 505.185. Did you mean 85 as noted here? Uh, 505.85 and 505.871. Thank you. Did I? Thank you. Yeah. All right. Uh, we have a motion and a second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mrs. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Do the two dollars off. Okay. Section signs. <laughs> yep. 
Uh, so we actually we so we broke these resolutions up by by address just for enforcement purposes. Okay. Next address, 3684, uh, which is actually right next door to the other property, 3700 East Galbraith. We'll go ahead and, uh, for our purposes, same issue. This is an aerial photo from Cages from 2020. Uh, you can actually go all the way back uh, through Cages looking at aerial photos. You can see the same vehicles have been here since before 2011. Uh, some of them haven't even moved. Some of them are sitting on you know, wood stumps. Um, they're, it's quite the mess. Okay, so with that. And just for the record, this is the one we've discussed many times in the last- We've discussed months. this many times. All three of these properties uh, are, are repeat properties. Um, we're just now ready to pursue the junk vehicles. Uh, so with that, a resolution providing for the removal of junk vehicles in Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, and the proper disposal, storage, or impoundment of motor vehicles by implementing the procedure set forth in Sycamore Township Resolution Number 2012-14 and Sections 505.173, 505.85, and 505.871 of the Ohio Revised Code. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter. Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. And there were two uh, there were two vehicles on that site. And our third property is at 3700 East Galbraith Road, uh, which has 11 junk vehicles on it in total. Oops, let's see here. 11. And See if my scrolling will catch up. Now we're looking at the property on the right, 3700 East Galbraith Road, where you can see the, the illegal storage lot in the back. Okay. Unless there's any questions, I'll go ahead and read this one. A resolution providing for the removal of junk vehicles in Sycamore Township, Hamilton County, and the proper disposal, storage, or impoundment of motor vehicles by implementing the procedure set forth in Sycamore Township Resolution Number 2012-14 and Sections 505.173, 505.85, and 505.871 of the Ohio Revised Code. Motion. Second. Any discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weed? Aye. All right. Uh, other than that, very briefly, um, due to due to quorum issues, the uh, the zoning commission is meeting uh, this week on Thursday, the twenty fourth. Uh, excuse me, twenty first. Um, this is a replacement, a date change for the uh, our typical meeting that I believe was on originally scheduled for the twelfth. Uh, our only new business is a. Uh, a major adjustment to the Villas of Kenwood, uh, which is the, the new development on Coogler Mill Road. They're modifying the side yard setbacks to allow for a, um, a larger footprint, uh, a wider footprint of um, new home construction. Uh, we will also be discussing uh, the land use plan and zoning tax amendments. As to the Villas of Kenwood, and you and I discussed this recently, I think, and maybe in our last meeting, but the change they want to make to the side yards that's not all the lots correct it's the ones closer to the highway or is uh it's lots six through eleven uh which are the which are the the lots 
Lot 11 is, is closest to the highway. So that it goes toward the middle of the development. And their stated goal is to be able to build larger, more valuable residences there? You know, we're So what we're looking at is the, the development is on its, its third home builder. The site wasn't originally designed to accommodate the, you know, the catalog of, uh, of housing product that this home builder had. They, they requested this modification to, uh, again, provide more, more options on site. Very good. So I think I think ideally they want a wider ranch home. Hmm. All right. Any questions for Mr. Miller about anything? Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Time My agenda for a moment here. All right. Okay. Moving on to the law director report, Mr. Desai. How are you, and what have you got? I'm good, Mr. Chair. Thank you. I've got nothing to report this evening. All right. Thank you very much. You get off easy. See. All right. Administrator report, Mr. Warwick. Yeah. First on the agenda is the uh, property insurance. It's time of year for us to to uh, renew our insurance. We started working on this back in July. We met with three different companies to try to secure three different bids. Uh, there, this has been a struggle. Uh, we formed a committee, uh, myself, uh, Tracy, Chief Penny, uh, Debbie Campbell, uh, Beth Gunderson, Skyler, I think that's it. And uh, to review, to meet initially uh, with the uh, brokers who are providing uh, uh, these insurance companies and then to review the quotes. So, so far we've gotten uh, two quotes in. Uh, one, the first one from uh, Tokyo Marine through Pillar uh, Brokerage, who is our, our current comp provider. And Tokyo Marine, well, from the outset, for all three of them, there were some issues. Uh, the first issue was the covering of the uh, police cars. That seems to have become a rub with uh, this kind of insurance. Tokyo Marine mentioned that to me last year when we re-upped and then let it go through, but they mentioned it to me a few times throughout the year that we might have to do something different. So the Tokyo Marine quote does not include the police cars. And the other thing that we we're insisting upon with the three providers is cyber uh, coverage. The Tokyo Marine will not provide cyber coverage. Um, so that pretty much leaves them out. Uh, the quote without cyber coverage was $65,000. He was able to quote cyber coverage outside of the uh, uh, Tokyo Marine, which would take them up to about $77,000, but the major issue there is the police cars are not covered. Um, the other quote we have in hand at this point is uh, Otarma, which is the pool type of insurance that 1,055 of 1,308 townships are already members of. <coughs> Uh, they have no problem with the police cars. They have a $10 million cyber coverage. Um, 
their quote came in at $102,000, uh, which is obviously much higher than what we were paying. Uh, that particular kind of program offers some things that standard insurance doesn't. One of them is a, a dividend that's paid back at the end of the year uh, if the pool performs okay. Their projection, uh, if it's a normal year in 2022 when we were a member, that we could probably uh, count on at least $5,500 in the form of a dividend. Uh, we're fully approved to go in that program. The third company we want we met with uh, uh, is the USI is the the broker and the Zurich is the insurance company. Uh, Zurich first had a problem with the police cars, and they we got past that and they they're okay with that now. The, the cyber insurance comes with every one of their plans. And by the way, this Zurich policy is uh, tailor-made for local governments, uh, but it's standard insurance. The other problem, though, that came up uh, with these, with all three of them, actually, but where Zurich is stuck right now is the uh, a claim to defend a lawsuit, and they've asked a lot of questions about that. that I believe we may be past that. They still say we are going to quote you, but I do not have it in hand tonight. Um, they have said to me that, uh, because they also have uh, written Otarma in the past, so they kind of know where that stands, they're, they're saying to me that they think they would be uh, maybe $20,000 less. But once again, I haven't seen a number. I told them that we are running out of time. November 1st is our, our renewal date, um, and they said that uh, they still wanted to proceed. They would proceed as quickly as they could, uh, but we don't have it in hand tonight. So um, I think we do want to see that price because if that's standard insurance and it includes all that uh, and it's under the OTARMA, that's probably what the committee would want to suggest to the board um, because I, I think that would be a good place for the township right now, uh, albeit I think over time, uh, just the way the insurance market is going for small local governments that uh, uh, it's, I think, will end up in the pool at some point. Mm -hmm. But anyway, uh, two ways, two suggested ways we could do this. We could call a special meeting for next week to handle that, or I do have a resolution prepared. It's not in your packet. We just did it. Uh, and this basically would allow uh, the township administrator to approve a contract with either Zurich or, or Otamra for, for the provision of property, property and casualty insurance for a premium in the amount not to exceed 102000 which is um, the, uh, the Otamra is just, just below the 102. And so if the Zurich came in, under that price and the committee was happy with it we could make the decision and do it so we can either do it with this instrument or we can call a special meeting it's do you have a resolution there you can read yes i'm happy to make a motion okay a resolution authorizing the township administrator to approve a contract for property and casualty insurance and dispensing with a second reading motion 
Can I, Mr. Weaven, just suggest that maybe it's a short resolution since it's just it's being presented, read it in its entirety. Is that okay? Yeah, sure. Whereas the Board of uh, Township Trustees wishes to continue to maintain property and casualty insurance for the protection of the township assets. Now, therefore, be it resolved by the Board of Trust Township Trustees of Sycamore Township, State of Ohio, the Board hereby authorizes the Township Administrator to approve a contract with either Zurich Insurance or Otamra for the provision of property and casualty insurance for a premium in the amount not to exceed $102,000. The Board of Township Trustees of Sycamore Township, by at least two-thirds vote of all its members dispenses with any requirement that this ordinance be read on two separate days and authorizes its passage upon one reading the resolution shall take effect on the earliest date allowed by law okay i'll still keep my motion i'll make a second on that all right uh a, a few questions i guess just to confirm for the record the zurich coverage would include cyber and police cars as well yes, yes. All right. Um, that resolution, if I heard it as read, gives you discretion to go with either, does not require to go with the lowest bidder, on the other hand, although there may be a reason not to go with the lowest bidder, depending on the coverages and the details of them in the end, I suppose. Um, with the prices I think we're looking at here, I don't really have a concern about that. I think you'd make the right choices to that. But, Mr. Desai, do you have any concerns about that from a purchasing standpoint if, if we're not putting this out for bid and then going with the lowest bid for example is there any requirement as to that no because you're not going to get this is not a construction project right where you're going to have specs that everybody's bidding on the same product i mean all the policies are going to be somewhat different and i did get a chance to talk to mr warwick um, about this um, my understanding is that i mean they're both good policies uh, the township would be fine with either one of them um, but one advantage um, to the Zurich policy is that uh, it's tailor-made to uh, small governments such as ourselves and provides some, some bells and whistles that the other policy may not have. So what Mr. Warwick is really asking here is he understands cost is always going to be a consideration. And with the, with the pool policy, there is an expectation that even though it's being quoted at 102, we're going to get approximately a $5,000, I'm going to call it a rebate. I think they call it a dividend. So that, <clears throat> that brings it down to 97. So they're, they're both within about $15,000 of each other. And <clears throat> the resolution is giving him the authority to look at what the final numbers are and then look at what's being offered through the policies and make that decision. But since, you know, to your specific question, since they're not going to be um, exactly the same, it's not like we have to take the lowest policy, the right. lowest price policy that we get. So I understood him to say that we may get a $5,500. If things are normal, if they're not normal, we may not get it. Correct. And what's, the, uh, what's on the other end? If, if the pool goes over, are we obligated on the other end to cover the uh, overage? No. And okay. the, the pool is very, very healthy. Okay. Have we gone with Otarma before for insurance? No. Okay. What are we paying now? The, what we paid this year was 61000 61000 over 102000 Yeah. Wow. With the current environment here at the township, 
with a law, lawsuit that was pending from uh, our fiscal officer and all the shenanigans going on with uh, another trustee, Mr. Whedon, with legal fees and IT fees. Is this affected this at all? Would this be? Well, they did have a concern about one lawsuit, but it's all built into the prices. Thank you. All right, any further discussion? Anyone? And if the, the, I'm not going to make the decision unilaterally, I'm, the whole committee will look sure. at the Zurich thing. Yeah. And if we can't agree, then I will call a special meeting. It's a nice job. It's a nice job in cost. Yeah. Okay. But, but ultimately, the way the resolution reads is the administrator has the final authority. Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. If there's no further discussion, Mr. Porter, will you call the roll, please? Mr. LaBarber. Aye. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. Weidman. Aye. Okay, a week or so ago, we sent you the September uh, financial package. Um, so we're nine months through the year, which is 75% of the year, and the quick check on how we're doing revenue-wise uh, across the board, we are above on the revenue, as you would expect, in most of the levied uh, uh, departments. Uh, so no concerns there. Um, we, will, we will end the year uh, over budget on revenue on the expense side uh, once again the trend is good uh, the spending by the major departments is all under 75 percent overall we're at 71.3 percent spent of budget so far the only department that we have a have have to watch carefully is the fire department because they are over the 75 percent mark at this time in the year, they're at 78.9%. And uh, uh, we'll just have to watch that closely. We may have to appropriate some more funds uh, for the, the fire department. But everything else looks in good order. And just to clarify, by over budget on revenue, you mean we got more in than we expected, correct? Yes. yes. Okay. Over budget is a loaded term, you know. So. Well, on revenue, that's good if you're yes. over. Mm -hmm. Okay. Any questions about the September package? No, I reviewed it and sent you back my signature page for that. So. Okay, I have four large POs. Uh, I'm going to recap them here all together. Uh, the first one is uh, PO 684-2021. It's for Tri-State Preventative Health. This is for our firefighter, firefighter physicals. And the amount of that PO is 15861 The next is uh, PO 690-2021 for Barrett Paving. This is the final on the Sycamore Road project, and it's in the amount of $46,042. Next is 692-2021 for One Touch Point. This is for the fall and winter 2021 newsletters in the amount of $6,000. And finally, 693-2021 for Ford development. This is for the uh, beginning of the, the waterworks on uh, Larchview project. And it's for $198,976.59. All of these funds are available and they have been appropriated. Motion to approve. Second. All right, we have a motion to approve and a second for POs 684, 690, 692, and 693-2021. Any discussion? 
Mr. Porter, would you call the roll as to this package of purchase orders, please? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. That is all I have. <coughs> all right. One thing, Mr. Chairman, with that PO being the final on the Sycamore Road project, we came in 500000 under budget. Very good. Thank you. All right, uh, moving on to fiscal officer report. Mr. Porter, how are you and what have you got? We've got uh, receipts of $37,021.01, disbursements of $728,702.52. A complete listing of the receipts and disbursements is available in the packet for your review. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? If not, Mr. Porter, please call the roll. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. All right. Thank you very much. And uh, next we have trustee comments then. Mr. Weedman? I don't have any at this time. Mr. LaBarber? I have just one. Uh, I wish our chairman of our board, uh, Mr. James, uh, his wife Jill, celebrating the birthday today. And he's here spending time with us this evening instead of having a nice dinner with his family. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Uh, a few things for me. I've mentioned this before. The Board of Elections needs workers for the election. It's not too late to sign up for that. It's a paid position. Uh, each party brings in people for that. They need people at polling places to man the voting rolls, basically. They also need people at the Board of Elections that evening to help with the gathering and counting processes. So if there's anyone out there listening who needs something to do and wants to earn a little bit of money and doesn't have a felony record, uh, please sign up. It, it would be a good thing and very helpful to the community. Um, I mentioned before it's election silly season, of course, and uh, we're almost done with it. I'm glad I'm not having to run for re-election this, this time at least. Uh, I've got two more years. But I wanted to share some thoughts about that again with everybody before we finish up. Uh, Skyler, we didn't make the 22-minute meeting. I'm sorry. I know you were hoping for that already passed. Next time. But, uh, just a few thoughts here, and I'll be done here. Um, so I, I shared something like this on Facebook. I thought I'd mention it here, too, um, as a lesson for us as a board and elected officials and public servants about role models, good and bad. There's a guy many of us are familiar with who's famous in his realm, maybe infamous for his political prowess, but is charming, experienced, well-off, well-connected, long tenured in his role and knowledgeable as he might appear to be with his smile and his great tipped well coiffed hair he really shouldn't be a role model for politicians or for the public i'm speaking of course of the fictional character peter baelish from game of thrones usually known as little finger uh, i've been reminded lately of his playbook of political tactics and tricks misdirection blame shifting taking his own dealings and deeds and saying others did them instead etc and a few things I've seen happen recently in the lead up to the election. It's sad when township politics descends into cutthroat nonsense and mailers and otherwise, metaphorically speaking. I bring this up because people who don't deserve to be caught in the political crossfire, and actually some school levies even that didn't deserve to be caught in it, have been ending up there anyway. And in the political jockeying, the truth has been getting lost sometimes. And everyone uh, else who's trying to serve the public and keep their heads down ends up looking bad in the process too. For example, it's really something that some people seem to think treating career township employees and innocent residents as disposable pawns in political fights is somehow okay. It's not. 
those employees work hard for us all, and the us there being the residents in the township, not the political bosses, the elected officials, and so on. And those people don't deserve to get ensnared in political battles or to be portrayed publicly in a false or demeaning or even belittling light. Breaching their right to privacy and using them to beat up political opponents is an awful and pathetic tactic. And misleading residents to get them to join into amplifying those attacks is equally terrible. And unfortunately, we've seen that in the township in recent history. Someone innocent might get hurt in all of this, and some already have, really, and that's not right. In short, the use and abuse of township personnel in political games needs to stop. It's harmful to our innocent career employees and to our residents and to our professional staff. It's an awful way for people to go about trying to win at any cost. I'm confident that our residents don't want their elected officials imitating Littlefinger, jockeying to be king while avoiding personal accountability. They know we're in Ohio, not Westeros, and this isn't Game of Thrones. They want sensible, honest, common sense leaders with integrity. That's who and what we should all aspire to be, elected or appointed or employed here in the township. So as election silly season continues, please keep others out of the crossfire for those of you who are running and just tell the public the truth because they're our bosses and they deserve honesty and to be treated with respect. So let's all try to be nice, please. Um, Motion to adjourn. And uh, hold on, we've got something else on the agenda, so don't rush out quite yet here. Okay. Uh, announcement changes. We've got the Zoning Commission meeting change, which Mr. Miller mentioned, which is now Thursday, October 20, 21st. There is discussion of our new land use plan there and zoning resolution uh, text changes, which is very important uh, to many in the community, so I encourage people to turn out for that. Uh, otherwise, our November 2nd trustee meeting has been canceled because that's election day. Please get out and vote either early or then. And uh, for other changes, see our calendar. It's all on there. Now you and can I am making a motion to adjourn. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Have a good night, everybody. We are adjourned at 7.57 p.m. on Tuesday, October 19th, 2021. Thank you.